Midlow Baddies. We are back and so excited because we have a guest today. She is very special. We've had the privilege of getting to know her, Melinda Marcules. Melinda is a young entrepreneur and she is so inspiring. You guys are just going to love this episode. She is the owner and creative director of Underground a local performance company specializing in performative dancing to create an immersive experience for everybody. Um, It is very sexy, sexy lady. Very sexy. (laughs) (laughs) You may have seen Melinda and her beautiful dancers at the Buffalo Food Slot Thanksgiving Eve party that was at Hartman's Distillery a few months back. Melinda, welcome to Baron Below podcast. We are so excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm stoked. This is actually my first podcast. Um, <gasps> oh, not yay! to put like, not to, I know, <laughs> not to put any pressure on myself, but <laughs> no, we're popping your podcast cherry today. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm excited. I love it. First, I just want to say I follow some of your girls too, and they post videos of you guys dancing and stuff, and so I'm like begging you to please post more dancing videos because <laughs> I could watch it. Yes. All day long. Like even, um, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but she's like a famous dancer, like Alia or Alia Janelle. And she has like dancing in stilettos girl or whatever. Like I could watch her videos all day long. I could just watch dancing videos. You guys are freaking amazing. Your, your girl posted one yesterday, I think. And I'm just like, holy shit. How do they do that with their bodies? So please post more. <laughs> I will. It's that is actually something that I've gotten away from my whole life. And I'm going to talk about that. Something called self-sabotage today. Yeah. But holding myself back because of fear of judgment from others. And, you know, and I'm happy that you say that because I will. It's posting out there, getting yourself out there can be kind of vulnerable. And yeah, easier said than done. Totally. Especially when it comes to a craft or something that you love so much, you know, um, and you don't really want to put your baby out there and get it ridiculed. I know it's the scariest thing, like worried about being judged from other people. But at the end of the day, like if you know you got something good, it's like you just got to bite the bullet and do it. But we struggle with that, too. The dancing video we just posted, just amateur dancing. Wait, you guys posted a video? I got to see it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. God, We did a dance off and not to toot my own horn, but I definitely won um, because Whatever. I did a split and I didn't even I think that I could ever do something like that. But um, it was just literally like after several beers in my living room type dancing <laughs> and then Kathleen the same. Normally people need just a little bit of liquor courage for dance. Yes, yeah. you really do. My <laughs> husband was taping it, like laughing at me as I'm like doing the dances. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, let's just get into it. And before we do learn more about you, I think we need to know a little bit more about what Underground is. Like tell our listeners what goes into it, what clients can expect if they're going to hire you for their events. So let's hear it. Yeah. So every event is different. I think that is the first and most important thing to understand because we're a pop-up independent contracting essence of a company. The one event that we talked about already was the um, Maddie Hall's Buffalo Food Slut with Hartman's on Thanksgiving Eve. That one, um, you know, Maddie and I are friends. I love her. But she just basically came to me and she was like, well, this is the concept. This is what we're doing. I've been, you know, I really try to get Hartman's, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I went into Hartman's and I go, all right, let me look at this place. And I go, oh, you have a beautiful white countertop. I'm not dancing on that. Um, You know, and you just kind of like a, a 
like, just look at the whole place and just, what are you trying to do? What's the whole vision of the event? Whatever. We were supposed to do sets because the girls are trained. I have the girls four days a week and we train in all aspects, but one main, main one is choreography. And we have a, essentially like a 45 minute set that we could do. Cause our goal is to take um, our own tour. So create like about an hour, hour to and a half show. So right now we have about a 45 minute set and we can, you can break that up throughout the night. You can just have one show that people just watch. You can utilize us as just atmosphere. So that's what we did for Hartman's is that we realized that we, it, the flow of the night, we had too much going on. It's Thanksgiving Eve. Like it wasn't the, it wasn't the move to do a show. So we just created um, and made these like pop-up go-go stands and like areas. So there was one area that um, was kind of, dedicated led because i do have some girls who do like firework and um led work and all that whatever so i like to utilize that stuff because it's fun right like being oh out, yeah totally like, ah yeah moving and whatever so that was like a led kind of moment and then you walked right next to the dj tj crespo was the dj that night um you had another girl who was that she's just go going she's just dancing right next to it you know whatever and the flow of that night because we had a vip room it went that there was two girls always out and it was some sort of like 20 minute 30 minute 15 minute whatever the rotation is but basically like the next girls would come release them and then those girls would leave they'd always walk through the vip and they'd hang out in the vip area a little bit because we wanted the vip people to have just like a more intimate scene and that's kind of like a free-for-all I mean those every girl got to do whatever me when I do stuff like I side note a lot of the work that we do is character building right like uh, I develop characters with with these women because it goes a lot into like all the girls are on my finder glow program which is my Lindy my I'm a life coach my hormone program that I developed all of my girls are character trained performing trained choreographed trained strength trained flexibility trained so we kind of like harness all that and we create this like persona and that's that that is who you are when you're in on job and mine is a joker that's what I call it. it's like a Harley Quinn joker essence I am a nut job I am like I love it yeah. Like if you see me, like my eyes go crazy. Like I do weird shit to you. Like I like, and I'm nuts. Like I'm such a performer. It's so fun. So in that room, like maybe I would like take your drink, drink, like, you know, and like drink, take things and like, just, or stare at you for like ever <laughs> and never, like never leave you. And then just be like, and then like walk away or like, or like pop up in a picture. Like I'm a, I'm a weirdo. Like my, I look Everyone's like, you look Vogue, right? Like I'm a pretty blonde white girl model, whatever. I'm a friggin' loser inside, like big fat nerd, oh. weirdo loser. No, 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 no like in the best way, in the best way, in the best way. Like I, I'm just, I don't, I don't look like how I am. Like my personality is so different. So I'm such a weirdo. I fucking love weird FYI. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, me too. Oh, right. me too. You're me like too. Beyonce. You're like Sasha Fierce when you're performing. <laughs> But then like, but like weirdo, loser weirdo, but in the best way. Um, So when my character, like cool. you think, you think VIP would be like, oh, VIP room, what are those girls doing in there because of the way we're dressed, whatever? No, I'm a fucking like, you're, I'm unpredictable. Like, you don't know what my character will be like. Watch your back. Yeah. Do <laughs> you don't know? And then you might have some girls, like my other two girls, like they're giving each other lap dances, like totally by themselves, like not even paying attention to anybody in the VIP room. So like, you don't know what you're going to get with these girls because these girls are so, um, independently trained to perform to their performance and their character. Okay. And we are not, yes. And that's kind of why this grew totally, um, 
accidentally because all these women from the woodworks were just like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. What is this? And then it just very naturally over a short period of one year turned into what it is. Now it's my first LLC I have. And I was just like, well, um, but, but people, thanks. Thank you. I'm so happy. Um, but is it, it's a really cool process and experience. And not only for the girls that I'm training and their, their performance experience, but then when the audience gets to come and just really kind of see the impact, they, they physically see what these girls are doing and performing and they can see that they feel the release that we get to have. Um, and it's, it's powerful. Yeah. And thank you for sharing all of that, because I, I think that that was really important just to get a really good vision of, you know, what underground actually is. You don't really know though. Every show really is different. Like you could walk in something like the Jackrabbit, the original OG one, like that is just an event where you walk in, you're hanging out and there might be stuff going on. Like there might be, maybe I have some pop-ups going on. Maybe I have some like art, live art going on, like who knows, but it's just a show. So like, you know, that the show's going on, that's like it. I don't know. Every, every show is so different. I apologize that we're not consistent, but no, that's cool that you kind of leave it open to really anything. Like somebody can hire you for what you guys can do at their event. I like that. And then you kind of have your base of, we are performers, we're dancers. We have these characters that we go off of. So I think that's, it's a really cool business model. Honestly, I think it's awesome. Me too. Yeah. And it actually, it got created totally accidentally. I moved back to Buffalo from Los Angeles in June, July-ish of 2021. And I basically got here and I fell back into this hole of depression. You know, like a lot of things that I left Buffalo for LA when I was 20, not to age myself or anything, but um, Please, I don't even care. Girl. I don't even care. <laughs> I'm 29. I'm 29. I'm going to be 30 this year. It's actually a thriving year for me. It's a really cool. Absolutely. Um, 30s are the best years of your lives. Just so mm-hmm. you know, 30s are the best. I feel that. I mean, I will go into my twenties. I had one fucking great life. I have a great life, even though there's a lot of up and downs so much fun. I've had a, a lot of blessings, but anyways, um, Buffalo is a conservative town. It is, um, it's a smaller city. It has, uh, tunnel vision. It's just, it's a tough town to be a creative and to be like, everyone is like, oh, you reek of LA. Like, oh, you're definitely from LA. Like you're so LA. And I do, I just think I'm naturally, maybe not Los Angeles, but I just think I'm, I'm different, you know, in a really good way. And again, I'm not talking badly because I love Buffalo, but it's just, there are things that really suppress my personality. And, um, I have just dealt with since a kid, you know, shame culture and, whatever. So when I came back, I just got like whammed straight in the nose, um, with everything that I kind of left. And I thought that I grew and I, you know, I developed I, my twenties, right. I'm living such a different life yeah. and getting over traumas, getting over personality traits of myself, things that I didn't like, you know, finding my own. And then I came back to Buffalo and just literally, like I said, got whammed. No, they're still here. Your triggers are, they have not gone. Um, yeah, it was terrible. So then I ended up going to Barbados with my, one of my best friends and roommates. Um, her and I are both in the same kind of position mentally. We were, I guess we could just say depressed. We don't, right. We weren't, our motivation was numbed out. It was Buffalo is tricky for me. My career, like to really, my career is in entertainment and I have lost so much money this year being here because I've lost so much of my career. It's been a struggle. So I'm like, I sat my ass on the beach of Barbados. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
what's gonna like, let's have a mental clarity week. We sat there for six days. Um, <laughs> just her and I, we didn't even really know each other that well too, which is, I don't know if you've ever done that in your life. Um, but going on vacation with somebody that you don't know, I actually recommend. I could see how that could really bring up a lot of different things, whether it's yes. good or bad. You're probably learning something going on vacation with somebody that you, <laughs> you don't you know. know. You have no idea. Um, well, after that, after that, we immediately moved in with each other. Uh, oh, so, right. you know, so done deal. <laughs> yeah, I did. But while we were there, um, I was also on psilocybin, which I recommend for depression, microdosing, nothing crazy. You know, um, I wasn't microdosing on this beach. I was, I was enjoying myself. I was really diving and I was facing fears. I was trying to get to the bottom of like, what am I supposed to do? Like, where am I supposed to go? Cause yeah. not on, like I moved back to Buffalo cause my family's here and that's what roots me back here. You know, my, I, if I didn't have family here, I probably would never touch Buffalo. No offense to Buffalo. I love you, but it's fine. That's yeah. Girl, it is okay. I'm glad that you say that actually, because you know, like me and Kathleen, this podcast and everyone's just like, I'm for Buffalo, Buffalo. I love Buffalo. I'm meant to be here, but it's sometimes I feel like people feel like they almost have to say that because everyone's saying it right now. So I actually like that you're kind of flipping it and we're seeing a different side. Like, yes, you love Buffalo, but you know what? It doesn't really hit home to you, you know, like it does for others. And that's like 1000%. Okay. You don't resonate with it as much. You don't get as much out of it as maybe some others. Yeah. I mean, I do. Cause of course I've my, I grew up here. I wasn't born in Buffalo, but I grew up here and I love Buffalo and for fuck's sake. I mean, Buffalo, it creates character, you know, like oh, yeah. if, you up, if you grew up in Buffalo, you are, I mean, I don't, I don't even really want to bring up NFL right now. Cause it's like too close to, yeah. oh, <laughs> oh, but like, yeah. but look at their mission and like what they, they're, they are the staple and like kind of the, the representation of Buffalo, in my opinion, you know, oh, yeah. it, they're the only celebrities we really have here. Um, yeah. You know, you go, you moved out. Like that's one thing I actually can't stand about Buffalo too. A little bit is that you go to LA and everybody's somebody. You know, and it's it's not you know like you talk to uh, anybody that has a little bit of money or a little bit of stature here, and they let it go to their head, which is super unfortunate because it's like I get it. You're you're a really large fish in a very small pond, but yeah, don't act like that. You know, like go somewhere else and nobody will know who you are. Um, but anyways, this is we're getting really sidetracked. We're getting super sidetracked. So I'm sitting on my butt on in Barbados and I am just basically with this like stranger, now new friend, now like literally best friend. And I, we're just like going through it for real. We're like, we are, we getting, we kind of were joking because we were at like a couple's retreat and we're like, what are we doing here? It's silent. We can't even play music. We're like, we have like joints. We're like, oh my God, what are we doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really weird, it was a really weird trip, but because of it, we just sat and talked forever. And like, we went from like beach boat pool, beach boat pool dinner, you know, like it was, we didn't do anything different. We just did the same stuff. And we really kind of was more therapeutic than anything. And I was just sitting there one day and listening, we did listen to a lot of music, even though I said that we couldn't, I would sit there and I would have a lot of different like fantasies and, you know, my mind would just kind of go. And then all of a sudden I was sitting there and I like turned to her and I was like, I'm going to go back to Buffalo and make a show. And she's just like, okay. Shut, shut the fuck up, Linda. And in her brain, she's just like, okay, shut up. Like, cause she does also, she doesn't know me. Like I get, I do everything that I want to do. I have a really, really driven passion, um, personality and I just do it. Like if something I, I'll go home and normally my inspirations normally come when I travel, which is why I love traveling. Cause it gets me out of, you know, my regular flow, but 
I, so then I came back here uh, and literally September, I just grinded, went to work, worked out of this place called the K House, which is on Main Street in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. It's now um, the K Art Art Gallery. It's no longer an open workspace. But oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I but um, it was half art gallery, half workspace, which is why I was actually really attracted to that workspace. Um, I liked the people that were in there and it was more of an artistic vibe than it was more of like just coders like sitting at their, you know, yeah. or just like accountants just needing a workspace. Um, I'm, I'm really about, I like to be around people. Again, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a creative. So being in that atmosphere only fuels my fire. So I just got on the awesome social media and I was like, who's a dancer in Buffalo? Who is a guitar player? Who owns a bar? Who um, owns a gym? Who like literally posted, just had everybody tell me stuff. Cause the community of Buffalo is really cool and really receptive and they will let you know that information. Yeah. Um, so then I just asked all of them to come and meet me. And I, again, essentially I had no budget, no real anything. I was just like, Hey, this is what I want to do. This is what I can do. Luckily, because I come from the profession that I do, people took me seriously. And also because of like my work ethic, I actually got it done. So me making underground, really, it's not underground. It was underground below. And that's what it was. Cause I just was desperate to create an artistic atmosphere. Hence why I reached out to everybody. And I was like, I want to do, you know, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to make an artist showcase. And I was really good friends with the owners of Jackrabbit. It's a newer bar. Um, They just had their one year and we danced at it. uh, Their one year anniversary, like not too long ago. So they're just over a year old, you know, still brand new, but I watched them open it. You know, I was in there while they were still like lumber everywhere. And, and I felt like that was a really great spot in Buffalo um, to bring that, you know, new and new rise something together. And it did, it was a hit. I had my, I ended up having my first show on Christmas night, which was also kind of risky. Um, I was asking around a lot because I didn't know, but I don't know the Buffalo ways, right? Like I do, but when you spend your entire twenties and across the country, you like, you just forget about little things like what days, what time people go out, holiday things, like where people are at, what's the popular spot. Like those are all things I had to kind of learn. Yeah. Um, especially when you're trying to run events, you know, what's, what do people want to do? What are their work schedules? Like what money are they trying to buy a ticket for? What do they want to see at events? All these things. So I worked with them and they were super down and they were like, this sounds fun. I was like, great. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to get it together. And then once I do, I'm going to bring it back to you. And then I did. (laughs) And I had, um, you know, a really cool show of just different live painting artists doing not models, having just all different styles of dancing, tapping, crumping, um, locking, popping. Uh, I would love contemporary. I haven't had any like ballet or contemporary in my shows. I would love that. Um, and then in there, I developed this girl group because that was my piece that I was bringing to the showcase that I created. But from that grew this ridiculous momentum, um, from women and from also, I think just, I just think the city in Buffalo really needed to see a ski mask bitch in a G string. Yeah. Dancing, not like a stripper, dancing choreography and showing real talent. I think that it it just blew, it blew their brains a little bit. It was something that they're like, I'm judging you just a little bit, but I'm also so attracted to you. I'm also a little fear, like I would never do that, but yet I can't stop watching you. 
Well, you definitely created something that is not in Buffalo at all. I think yeah. that's part of the allure too. When I first saw the video with Buffalo Food Slot, that event that you did, I was like, oh, what, what is this? Like, what's yeah. going on here? Like, I wasn't really sure what it was, but it's, it's so like, oh my God, it made me want to go to the party. Of course I had to miss it because I have food poisoning, but that was one of the reasons I wanted to go. I wanted to see what that was all about. Everyone's like, oh, you're bringing LA to Buffalo. But I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm just bringing what Buffalo already has. And I'm, I'm taking it out of its fear. Cause I remember when I was in Barbados, I had like this envision cause the whole reason, like why I wanted to do it is because I, the traumas and triggers I was coming from in Buffalo were very like sex shame based, slut shame based, body shame based. I grew up with a lot of boys and I was the only girl and I have a lot of masculine energy to me, but that's totally just a survival mechanism. Yeah. yeah. I also just never really wanted to show my femininity because it, it felt weak and I never wanted to dance and heel slutty because it felt wrong. Yeah. And, um, the mask thing came from just like a kink world. Oh, I was going to ask you about that too. The whole fit, the whole look and everything, but mainly the ski mask, because I know that it is really important for you to coach your girls and to, Oh yeah. yeah pop it on girl. It's Let's my, go. this is my laptop. This is actually my laptop. Uh, <laughs> case is that weird my the no. ski mask and then I also wore this during the snowstorm when it was yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's multi-use <laughs> that's yeah. awesome and I wore it my first show ever and my I was basically Aww. naked in that one that was a weird I, I won't ever go naked again in that one but that was crazy, was crazy. <laughs> that's fine hey you live and you learn <laughs> Yeah, it's really important for you to to coach your girls, you know, and get their confidence built up and have them feel really good. So that was one of my questions. I know you said yeah. the ski mask was ski mask was kind of more of, you know, um just to kind of go with like yeah, a kinker or um what did you say it was, Kathleen? I don't remember. Is it, it like B BDSM related? <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about BDSM? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know the term, but I haven't engaged in any BDSM. Maybe some light slapping, but that's about it. <laughs> On my ass, no. not my face. Let me clarify. <laughs> Who likes to get slapped in the face? Nobody. No, oh my God. No, a slap in the face. That's like a switch will go off in my brain and I'll start swinging. That won't be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I've met I've met more women that have been pissed off with slapping in the face than liking it. That's so it's, a, it's, a, it's a little kink that I've never seen really like, but yeah. Okay. No, I will. Let me answer this. So yeah. Cause I wanted to know if it was for your girl's confidence, you know, because like celebrities, they go out, walk on a rub car carpet, they wear sunglasses because it makes them feel a little more protected or a little more confident. So yes. Well, that concept is why I have a mask on because my face has been a, um, this sounds really weird, but my face has actually been a big insecurity for me. Sounds oh super my weird. god no not not like, I love it it's beautiful but um I you know back in the day like I would have my New York agents like coming to me trying to convince me to move back to New York and like while coming to LA try to convince me back to New York and be like you have the face that people will buy and put on another person's body and like and just all these things like I don't know like I don't know. Something about my face has been, it's such a, uh, people look at my face and they instantly judge me. They think I'm a certain way. They think I'm mm. a certain persona. I have like, I don't know. So I want to take it away 
I wanted my fucking face to go away. I wanted that prejudgment to go away. And I wanted it to be about the body because guess what? That's what I've been getting shamed for. And that's what this whole like really loud, like F you, that's what it is for me. Like my mm-hmm. piece that I originally bought to that first ever Jackrabbit show was this underground look that I wanted to do because it was a total form of self-expression. You know, like I wanted to have my ass out. I wanted to do everything that everyone told me no and, you know, like shame me for. And I want to be like, oh, look, and I'm thriving in it. I'm actually, fuck you. I'm going to do it. Like a little re- rebellious kid, teenager, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, but, but it's really just, it's really is to cover the face, but it also is because I um, was a editor in marketing and fetish porn. And when I, that's the job that I transitioned to when COVID hit, um, I lost all my production and, you know, teaching and all that stuff when COVID really first hit. So I just transitioned indoors and worked for a fetish porn company. And I learned so much. And I, um, it was also when I was like in the middle of this, uh, polyamorous relationship. So like I was learning so much about myself and with sex and with love. And, um, it was actually like a huge turning point in my life. Like for real, before all this happened, I was a different person. And I went through about two years of, um, facing a lot of fears when it came to sex only because of this polygamous relationship that I was in. But then right after that, I transitioned to a fucking fetish porn that also made me fa- like face a lot of other fears. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it just really was like a, a buildup of all my life. And then just like a vomit explosion of me, me kind of coming to my wits end of like what I could handle mentally, because I kind of realized like, not like I'm coming back to Buffalo and like, Oh my God, I'm starting from ground zero. Like my life is never over. I'm literally leaving tomorrow for a three month contract. I'm still working. I'm still dancing. I'm, my life has not stopped just cause I'm in Buffalo, but it, it definitely feels like a little bit of like a, uh, yeah. Like stop focusing on my fucking face. I'm sure it, cause you are beautiful and you're probably you are, so yeah. hearing that. Like, like, can somebody just focus on something else other than my beautiful face? Like, mm-hmm. and so I could see how you want to cover that up and just like focus on my art, focus on the entertainment that I'm bringing you. Yeah. And I think it goes a little bit longer too. Like, don't fo- like it can go just my face. Yeah. But like everybody, like don't yes. judge, like every, there's so much judgment and that's where this whole fucking thing is coming from. It's from this town. I realized that Buffalo has is riddled with fear and I get it. I get it. I'm looking outside. It's snowing right now. Like you have to live your life on a little bit more survival in Buffalo. And, and, um, and I I think because of the fear insecurity is developed, judgment is developed. And that's why all like, there's just something about Buffalo that feels a little bit more icky, not like icky bad, but just like icky, like, why don't I feel as free as I did in LA? You know, like, why do I, why do I feel like like you have to hold back? Yes. And I fuck that. Don't, no yeah. one ever should hold back. I, I no. the one thing I'm really trying to teach my girls, um, is that like, you just need to be your most authentic self, mm-hmm. hard, heavy. Two of my girls are going through divorces, which is one of the coolest things I think ever for them. Cause like you're shedding such a, such an attachment off and, and, and really, really developing into a new individual, like independent woman. And I'm like, what a, what a way to take in your new single oh, yeah. Say, fuck you. Look at me now. It really is like a shedding when you go through, I mean, I'm not divorced, but I've been through many breakups. You're married. I am married. Yes, I'm married married too. Yeah. We're both married. We haven't been divorced, but we've been through some pretty difficult breakups and it really does feel like a, just a shed. Like, do you ever hear of girls like chopping their hair off when they go through a breakup? That's like a thing. Cause like, it's like you, you're changing internally. Yeah. And you need, you need to like match it externally. 
Well, and, and also even in my current marriage, you know, he, he comes from a very conservative family, all boys in the family, very Italian. And I'll be totally honest with you. They have that mindset of like, oh, you, you're a Putin. A woman woman shouldn't be dressing like that because (laughs) you are attracting the wrong type of person or don't dance like that because you're going to attract the wrong person. What are you looking for attention for men? And that's the type of bullshit that I feel like you are also trying to break that cycle and get that out of these women head. Like we're not up here dancing for fucking some man to be like swooning over us like fuck yeah, you fuck. I don't give a no. fuck I'm doing this oh for my God. me motherfucker we're for performers real. we are artists we're professionals yes. you know like it's such a different vibe which what is what Cassie and I really loved about you too like take that stigma out the slut shaming out like fuck all that bullshit because yeah. it's so stifling in your life too like yeah. I've talked about on the podcast previously that for a big portion of my life, like I used to pretend that I wasn't kind of like the little slutty slut behind the scenes that I was. And then I'm like, oh, I've only slept with a couple guys. Totally false. And I remember I started listening to this podcast a few years back. Call her daddy. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, about it. Bitch, she's going to ask me to go on that show one day. I swear to God, I'm manifesting. She that. fucking should. And she's going to be like, you're the coolest bitch ever. And I'm be like, you're the coolest bitch ever. Right? <laughs> It's, I feel like the show's changed a lot, but the early days were like straight sex hookups and the way the girls talked about it. Yeah. And it changed my life because I'm like, you know what? I was fucking around and I was getting screwed by these fuck boys. And I used to be so embarrassed about it. I'm like, fuck that. I, I had a blast doing that shit. I don't really care what anybody thinks. It was like the most freeing experience of my life. And I feel like it changed my sex life with my husband too. Like, I'm just more like I'm into what I want don't really care about you. Like you can be on this ride or not. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, I'm not ashamed anymore. We are sexual beings. Hello. That's how we're all here. You know how I got here. Right. I mean, Hey, you're not (laughs) not getting into this life without someone fucking. I mean, it is what it is, you know? So no, exactly. Yeah. No, I, okay. I'm going to say something and I love my father and my whole family so fucking much. But let me tell you something. Those are the, my family and them, you know, they're the people who really instill this and the people that, you know, don't dress like this, whatever. I was yeah. 26 years old. I'm coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm home from LA just for a visit. And I'm going to go to the dentist because when I come home, I like to still do that. You know, I have all my doctors here, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was going to the dentist. It's like July, whatever. And I'm wearing a, uh, like a tank top that goes like this, you know, like, mm-hmm. It's literally, there's nothing here. It's like this, but it goes like my belly button is showing. Okay. So it's yeah. like covered here, but not up here. And I'm walking down my parents' stairs and they're like, you, they're like, you need to go change your shirt. And I was like, why? And they're like, you're go- that's extremely inappropriate for the dentist. Like you have to. And I'm like, it's July. I'm yeah. are you fucking with you I'm 26 years old coming home my parents are telling me that I can't like my belly button wasn't even damn near showing you know what I mean like it's like just mm-hmm. covering belly button so it's like that like you know that much tummy yeah out. yeah and I'm coming from LA where like we wear sports bras and like shorts around and yeah. that's like normal like no clothes don't care doesn't matter but like I hate it it's like well why? Like you are sexualizing me right now. Nobody yeah. else is like your brain is you guys have that on your brain. Like I wasn't even making my body sexual. Like I'm just fucking sweating over here trying to go to the guy's right. dentist. Hot. 
I'm hot. I'm hot, and I'm gonna sit in a leather freaking chair, and while he's grinding at my teeth, doing whatever he's doing, and I just don't want to. Like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, and I can understand maybe if my tits were out or something, like you know, really sexualizing like your sexual parts. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't doing that. You're just hot. (laughs) It's the same thing with girls who aren't like a size two or four. Like, I mean, and things have gotten better, but traditionally. I mean, if you're have like cellulite on your ass or you got some rolls, like you can't wear shorts and it's fucking middle of July and you're hot and you're wearing jeans and you want to die. Like just because people will look at you and be like, oh, like she shouldn't be wearing that. Fuck that shit. We we're big on we're big on wearing the shorts. (laughs) We did a whole episode on 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 that type of the body like where the body shaming yes body shaming yeah yeah but it goes hand in hand like the sex shaming and the body shaming with women especially like it and slut shaming I had somebody ask me um like it wasn't kind of recently it was when I was in LA I remember I don't I don't remember that was but not like living like I was just visiting uh probably like doesn't matter. But they asked me, I was texting this boy and he's like, what's your body count? And I was like, what the fuck? Ah, that like, is body disgusting. Count, body, count, body, count, body count. And he's like, he, he's younger though. I'm, I think he's like 24, 25 ish. And I'm like, you know, approaching 30. So like maybe body count is still a thing for like a 24 year old, but I'm like, body count, body count, body count. What the fuck? I'm like, I don't know. And you know what I did though? I wrote out a list of all the people I slept with because I was like, Maybe that's not good. Like, maybe that's not good. Whatever. But, but, but I was like, why are you even asking me that? Like, what Don't is that 24 year old little fuck make you think that that's not good? Fuck that. Girl. Oh, no, Red he flag. He Red did fucking not. flag. He did that not is- make, he did not make me feel bad. But I was okay. like, body count. I was like, what is that? Like, I forgot that that is a thing that people care or like, yeah. oh, do you right. think about like body count? Like how many people, because it's a thing because it, it matters. I'm like, well, I guess it matters like health wise. Yes. But it's like, I'm a, I'm like condom. I really like, I love safe sex. I love, I'm all about educating safe sex and like mm-hmm. also understanding like when you are friggin' ovulating and pregnancies and really understanding your, the sexual regions of your body. So, cause that was another thing I actually, I talked to somebody about and they were like, well, I'd, I'm just so scared of STDs. I'm so scared of pregnancy. And I'm like, well, that is the fundamentals of why we have body shame, sex shame and slut shame because we're just so unaware of stuff. And because we're unaware, we create fears. And then from those fears, we create expectations of how we should live our life. So we don't ever break that fear base and we're not ever going to unsurvive something or whatever, you know, but it's really kind of where it comes from. It's just the lack of education, understanding, and then confidence to just like carry it in your lifestyle, right? Like confidence that like, yeah, like if you are, some people aren't openly sexual with like sexuality is a so psychological and it's so it's per person like everyone's libido can be so different everyone's like mm-hmm. kinks can be so different everyone's wants and needs are so different so it's hard to just like categorize like something and also say like you know you shouldn't do this you shouldn't shame whatever but I think it, overall you should just have an understanding of yourself and that's really where it starts like yeah. focus on yourself always in life no matter what like with anything and then from there you can kind of carry to other people I think once you start with yourself, it'll ease up on other people and your judgment, yeah. and your yeah. expectations. And then whatever. you're just building that self-confidence and that self-awareness. So that way, if you're comfortable with being able to, you know, tell somebody like what you want in bed or what you're willing to accept or not accept, whether it's like sexual or whatever the case may be, like, then you're okay with talking about that because there's so many 
men that still like just because you might like something in the bedroom that like they think that you've been with a million people and it's like no I just know that I like what and I like even if I was who gives fuck who you gives fuck right yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a huge sign like if a man is asking that I think it's a really big sign of insecurity and it's a big sign that they're not going to appreciate your femininity like there's a lot Probably. of guys out there yeah there's a lot and I've said this to my husband too like and I think it's generational a lot of guys hate women and by that I mean they sexually they want a vagina that's what they want but everything else about being feminine like turns them off like these are the type of guys that are like happiest when they're around their guy friends which is good but then they're around their wives and they're they're just like annoyed with every little thing that they do especially the girly stuff I think that's a huge red flag like if if you are a feminine woman you should be you should feel free to express that within the relationship that you're in both sexually and just day to day, you know? Yeah, I agree completely. Honestly. I mean, and I, um, I, I go, I really take this all like back to, I never discovered any of this until I was in a polygamous relationship for real. Yeah. I want to hear um, more about that. Yeah, no, I, I'll tell you. I mean, like it was insane. Cause I, I mean, me being in this polygamous relationship, um, made me realize that I'm not, polygamous. Okay. <laughs> um, but I really do, I took the time to understand it. Um, mm-hmm. my partner that I was with, you know, I, I caught, he says lover and all these things, but like, he's my, he's my ex-boyfriend. I don't okay. say lovers anymore. I don't like I was for a while. Cause I was really trying to kind of understand like the concept of multiple people. And like, um, really, I was just trying to get to the bottom of like loving somebody or loving in general without any control. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. When I, yeah, when I, that was like crazy. Cause that was like, that was a turning point that I was like, Oh my God, I think I love like really bad. Like I, I don't, I think I love selfishly and I'm always taking, 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 taking because I I'm a trauma baby. Okay. Like, um, sorry if that's like a red flag for anybody that's listening to that, but Who like, cares? they I, don't care. You should hear the shit we talk about. You're, you're good. <laughs> I was going to say like, yeah, we're, you know, we're all in the same boat here. Yeah, yeah no, I, and I, but you know what? I, um, I'm so self-aware of it and I'm, and I, and I want to talk about it because I was a really sad kid. Uh, even though like everyone talked like forever and always, that's kind of why I created Lindy glow, Finder glow. Everyone always said, you're a light, you're glowing. You're like, you're such a, you know, cause I've always, I've always been so happy. My mother is, my mother passed away when I was four. That's like a big part of my issues. But like she, uh, she was such a a light, such an entity. So I naturally kind of got that from her. I think, I think I gained her personality, but deep down I was, yeah, I was super, super sad. I was super, super fucked up. And I always really looked, um, I was obsessed with movies and shows and I would gravitate towards characters and I like to the point where I'd write down their outfits and I would like go to school that week and I would mimic the way that they talked and like, you know, and I escaped through other characters and other things and other worlds. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's why I think I got so involved in the arts. And I think that's also why my passion is so heavy for art because I know the impact that it has on people. You know, I, for me, I'm like, they say, those type of things saved my life, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I hope I'm like that. I hope that people are going to look at me, even if if it's not underground or whatever I do, I hope that I'm that entity, like everything that I do, every brand or every job or whatever, it's with the hopes that I'm inspiring somebody else. 
Well, you're definitely inspiring us. So that's great. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, you know, losing your mom that young to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it makes sense that you would kind of start looking at maybe characters on TV and writing things down because when you don't have that mother figure in your life, you're missing a huge chunk of like, well, who am I as a woman in this or as a female in this world? And you just don't, no matter how good your dad is, I don't know what your dad was like, but no matter how awesome of a dad you have, they just can't give that to you. And you're missing that piece. So that makes a lot of sense. I'm glad you're talking about that today. And it just paints such a picture of like why you're, why you created what you created and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, Yeah, no. Kathleen, that was beautifully said. I, I just want to say oh, that was beautifully yeah. said. And, and I'm sure that's hard to to talk about. Maybe it's not, maybe you're, you're okay with talking about it now, but thank you for sharing that because mm-hmm. either way, I know it's still, you know, you're putting yourself out there and vulnerable and it is, you know, you're like, I'm sorry if this is like triggering for anybody, but mm-hmm. it's like, the, these are the types of conversations that we need to be able to have. And I guarantee you, Melinda, that it, this is, this episode is definitely inspiring one person. It could inspire 10 people, a hundred people, but it's definitely like one person at a time and you're making a difference and you do just have this natural glow and vibrant personality that I think, you know, people gravitate towards and that's, what's going to change people's lives. I hope so. And I I hope it changes Buffalo, man. I would love just go back on underground Buffalo and everything like with this brand and what I'm trying to do. I hope that it brings something. I hope people come here. I hope that the art sparks back up. I hope that, I hope that the population gets up. I hope that money comes in. I hope jobs come in. I mean, like, I really hope for Buffalo. I would love to be able to live here and have a career right now. I can't right now. I'm kind of like, you know, I'm, and this floating, I'm trying to figure it out. Like I said, I'm leaving tomorrow for Columbus. So I'm leaving, um, just to work and I'm coming back, but like, I would love for Buffalo to be just such a high entity of, of a big, like, of like a, of like what an Atlanta feels like, of what like a Chicago feels like. It doesn't have to be New York. It doesn't have to be LA, but it's, it has the, it has the education and the passion and Mm -hmm. like the oomph, like it's Mm -hmm. almost like this city like needs it, but it's just missing these little pieces. Yeah. Well, people like yourself and even Cassie and I, I think are definitely a good start to like, just keep talking about Buffalo and what it could do and and what it could bring. And hopefully, you know, we'll get there one of these days. Keep the boundaries, keep getting Mm -hmm. people comfortable with what, what should be normal, what should have been normal all along. Like keep bringing a different element to Buffalo and we're going to change the city, baby. (laughs) all of us seriously (laughs) wow what a phenomenal episode we had so much fun with our girl melinda aka lindy glow and the three of us just had so much to talk about that we had to make this one a two-parter so guys tune in next week for part two of our amazing conversation with melinda and we'll see you next week